I could really level with him. Well, I'm sure someone should, but I think that's my job. But gee, Dad, you've been lecturing the beaver for 13 years now, and he's still pretty stupid. The Older Brother Podcast. Why, beaver? Wait till the guys find out you were hanging around with a girl. Starring John Steele, David Paradin, D.T. Boy, they'll really give you the business. And Aaron Clary as America's older brother. Gee, Wally, you hang around with girls. The guys don't give you the business. Well, that's because I'm in high school. You can do a lot of stuff in high school without getting the business. Checky, check, check, check it one much better. Much better. Actually, i got to turn down the gain. got to turn the gain down. Turn it down. How's that? A lot better? <clears throat> Good morning, children. Um, the old Capmeister uh, is burnt out. Um, I slept 16 hours <laughs> straight. Uh, I had to come out to the Southern Command and deal with stuff. And uh, as if it wasn't already busy enough with moving, house selling, and all that. Uh, I just, it, it wasn't crack. Crack means you, you lose it. And you go run over children with a bus or something. I don't know. That's that's where you lose it. This just shut down. Um, I've never had anything like that happen where my flight was delayed by four hours. Thank you for snow. <laughs> they, got, they got 20 inches of snow in Faith, South Dakota, of which that... Um, Storm system had nicked Denver and delayed me by four hours. Had a layover in Denver. And uh, that was, it, it was it was so bad, um, I actually got an Uber because the buses stopped running by that time. The first time I ever used Uber. A lot of firsts. 2019 is the year of firsts in Cappy's Land. First time I ever got a car with a remote unlock button. Everything else has been manual because I'm a cheap bastard. Uh, first time I ever used Uber. Um, a lot of these things are, are forced on me. And, uh, well, you just Uber. And I, and I was right. I was always right about Uber. Um, you guys, why don't you just Uber? Because uh, a short ride costs $30. That's why I don't just Uber. You know, you know, you people just Uber. You just Uber. Well, I'm just going to Uber. That's like just groceries for a week. You people will just not retire or save up an IRA or 401k. That's who just Ubers. It's people without savings retirement or retirement savings. And I was right. I was right. I um, I was like, dang. Because <laughs> the bus is like three bucks, man. It's it's one ten. Oh, it, it'll take you an extra 40 minutes. And yeah, I got to hoof it. But I get my exercise in. I get my walk. You get to listen to some podcast binge on the podcast. That was not the experience landing in Vegas this time. This was Alfonso, Alfredo, uh, some, I don't even know if he was Latino. I think maybe he was more Italian of the Mediterranean area. He picked me up. It was cool. We talked. It was like nice to talk to somebody. Um, but yeah, it was like $35. That's <laughs> and and just Uber. We're just going to Uber. We're just going to spend 35 bucks for a ride. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I think you're nuts. I think you're all nuts for Ubering. I can understand if you're in Chicago or New York, and that's the main mode of transportation. I get that. San Francisco, whatever. L.A. even. Okay, fine. You Uber. Um, but if you don't, don't say you got it. Oh, I'll just Uber. Like, how about you? Look at how many free dinners. You're passing up on your buddies. What if, you're, what if the agreement was, hey, you pick me up at the airport, I'll spend the money on a pretty damn good dinner for you that I would have spent on the Uber. You know, how many good meals could go to your friends? How many $20 bills could go to your friends? Because you decided to go with them and not Uber. Anyway, um, yeah, so I got in late. I think it was 2 a.m. Vegas time. Um, fell asleep, woke up, did an interview with uh, Parent Pump Radio. Then I had to meet a plumber. Then I went back to bed, uh, slept till 10, then went back to bed again. Woke up, just texted, texted. So everybody was asleep because it was East Coast time. I'm over on the West Coast. Uh, and then... 
yeah, that was, was that yesterday? It's been a blur and a haze. And, um, I gotta, I gotta go talk to the doc. Uh, not Dr. David Perot and like the other doc, the medical doc. And, uh, cause I, this, this doesn't happen. So I think physically, biophysiologically, something has happened. Not for worse. I think I'm just getting old. That's really what it is. But like, uh, you know, am I going to stroke out? I can't keep pushing it this much. And I know it's a lot of one-off things. Oh my God, does moving suck? I didn't even have that much stuff, but then I had to move the... the Because uh... when you move, it's like, all right, we're going to purge the system. We're going to clean everything out. We're going to go through each and every physical item that I own. And uh, and I did, uh, which wasn't all that much, but you know, it's just get the get the Star Wars arcade game repaired. That took three days, you know. Um, then you got to haul it. Then you got to lift it. I looked at my Fitbit thing, and I haven't hit the gym in about two weeks. Uh, my running is very low, but then I look at calories of energy expended or steps and all that, uh, and it's higher than average because all you're doing is moving stuff. Had to move furniture, not my furniture, because you got to get it done. You got to like, hey, let's go here now. Come on, let's go. And I do use the furniture. A lot of you, oh, you treat your girlfriend like shit. No, I treat her fairly. Um, but I'm, I'm intellectually honest. Like, well, I, I do sit on that couch. It's not my couch. I have a futon. <laughs> it's, that's the wise thing to do. I have a futon, which negates the point of having a bed. And I don't have... A desk. I just have my clothes hamper and I do like this just in time inventory management thing with my clothes where all right, it's either in the hamper, it's hanging up, or it's in the washer or the dryer. And I just rotate the clothes through that. It seems to work great. You don't need a dresser. You don't need a drawer. But uh I do watch the TV, I do use the TV stand, I do sit, you know, on the couch. And even though those are not my things, like, yeah, you know what, I should I should help her. Those are communal things. But still, after a while, you just you're just like, oh my god, I'm so done moving this crap. <laughs> it's not even crap. We really scaled down. We got we got. I'll tell you guys, I'm real proud. We got everything into a little one bedroom apartment for two people, and it fits perfectly. For those of you, well, we need a two bedroom, preferably two bath, with a double vanity and you know, and, and monkeys swinging from the branches, serving us drinks like they do in The Simpsons. You people like who think you need that much, you're also the ones that just Uber. Just going to Uber. I don't care if it costs $40, and that will take me an entire day after taxes to work off, Tina. It's just Uber. Um, so, yeah, after dealing with all of that crap, maintaining the ship known as the Southern Command, the captain has a couple hours before he's got to hoof it down. To the bus stop and uh, hook up on the bus. This won't be that long of a podcast. It really won't. I know uh, we have some guest writers. want to thank Chad Elkins, Glorious Carl, and Adam Piggott. Those guys all wrote articles. Yes, gentlemen, I have not published them yet. They, they will be up there. They will. The old captain is just uh, really beat, really beat. I'm, I'm a, it's, and it's kind of a cool day here in Vegas. It's surprisingly cold. For late May in Vegas. Um, and I got to hoof it. And normally I look forward to this. This hike. This walk. Because it's. It's meditative. Listen to podcast. Man the Masculine Geek Podcast. That, they're, they're doing real good. So is TJ Martinell. And I'm not saying that because they're buddies. And I promote them anyway. I'm saying because they. They came out with some pretty good podcasts. Uh, and TJ. Hit a couple out of the park there. At TJMartinell.com. Not bad for a twelve-year-old kid, you know. He's not not. He's pretty smart for a, for a middle schooler. He's pretty smart. Um, and so I I downloaded some of that. Uh, Listen to Adam Piggott, the great one. I stay on top of the great one um, all the time. Uh, and the Beck Beckloff has not been putting a lot of podcasts out together. Not a lot. And since I didn't feel like committing suicide today, I did not download any Stephen Molyneux. <laughs> I'm feeling in too good of a mood. Ah, download some Molinui, baby. Oh, now I feel like shit. Oh, God, there's no hope. <laughs> oh, but we, uh, not to bore you guys with the Southern Command, but uh, apparently flowers and trees bloom 
uh, down here in the Southern Command. And the property has some trees and some plants. And they weren't getting water. Because I was looking at the neighbors, and I'm like, huh, those trees look like they got leaves on them. I'm wondering, and sure enough, uh, the irrigation system was fucked. And uh, the guy who owns the place down here didn't know that because he's a moron. Um, and then I had to... It's so so much freaking hand-holding. Like, my God, if you're 46 and you're a man, if you're 46 and you're a woman, if you're above 30 and you're anybody, any plumbing will take all comers. And you don't know that, oh, maybe we should check the irrigation system. I. That's the stuff that really, that's what taxes me. That's what really taxes me. Is when you, you find out that the people on your team, you think, oh, these are conservatives, these are libertarians, these are hardworking people. They must know. Nope, nope, they just happen to vote Republican. They just happen to not be a socialist. But then they have the same boneheaded mistakes. Like, I don't know how plants work. Five, maybe even more. I don't know. I don't know what these plants cost. I know that uh, they're not cheap. Um, I know landscaping and, and planting trees and all that. When I worked in landscaping, especially trees, they weren't cheap. It's at least $500 worth of landscaping out here. The tree dies and you got to cut it down. So now the trees are all blooming and everything, and um, it was kind of a really quick turnaround. Uh, they've only been water. I wasn't here when they changed it, when they did the irrigation system again. And now, like, wow, there's actually flowers and greenery and foliage, which I disagree with. I'd be curious on Matt Baldoni's take on this, because uh, he is Mr. Vegas. Um, I don't like seeing Lake Mead down that low. And then you come out to Henderson and Anthem, not Atham, Anthem. They misspelled the town wrong, Atham. They should they put an N in there, and then there's the E-M at the end. They didn't spell your name right. They should have spelled, if they're going to have a, a, a city named in your honor, Atham, they should have at least spelled the fucking name right, but they didn't. But anyway, so you go to Atham, you go to Henderson, you go to Green Valley, uh, and any place, really, and the amount of water. There's pine trees out here. There shouldn't be pine trees. Uh, everybody's yard has to have a certain amount of greenery, uh, according to HOA requirements. I'm like, shouldn't we not be watering all of the desert? You know, shouldn't you have like cactus? Shouldn't you have like fake grass? You know, okay, it's nice having a tree, but do, is is that worth all the water that we're spending here right now? You can see it. Go to Lake Mead. It's like I don't know. 100 meters lower, or 100, no, 70, 70 feet, 100 feet lower, 30 meters. I could do the Canadian system. And uh, I kind of like, well, we're going to run out of water? Should we be conserving? I mean, I, no big, no big environmentalist. You guys know I'm, I'm anti-environmentalist, but I'm not anti-economics. If you really are an environmentalist, you would be a good economist. You'd say, no, I'm taking up as little resources as possible, not because I give a damn about the planet, but because I want to save money. So put in the, the low-flow water heads on the shower. I, uh, you know, I make sure all the leaks are, are, are plumbed up. Um, I always got fuel-efficiency cars. Again, not for the environment, but so I didn't have to spend so much money on gas. I'd... Uh, our, our enemy is the same, though our aims are different. If anyone could tell me what movie that's from, I will buy you a beer. I think I'll buy you a beer. Whoever can respond first when I upload this. You could tell me whether that's without looking it up. Don't look it up. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I got to agree with Matt Baldoni. I really do. I'm really starting to love Vegas. I really like it as a community. And I would really like, I think it's the classical American city. It's like, we're in the middle of the desert, but you can have anything the world offers here for reasonably affordable prices. No other place in the world's pulled that off. Nowhere else. Well, Phoenix. You could say Phoenix is kind of like that. It's open 24-7. It's an honest whore, to quote Davis Arini. And I can see why Matt likes it a lot. I can see, because I like it a lot too. I really like it out here. It's very nice. And I'd like to see the community last forever. And uh, I don't think Lake Mead's going to drain by the time I'm gone. But it's going the wrong direction. 
And if we want sustainability, I think we got to quit. The, the water boulevards, there's trees all over the place. It's like, what? Come on. Put up fake trees. Who cares? They'll provide shade nonetheless. You don't have to water it. Oh, and the amount of water that is just wasted. You got to understand. Okay, Las Vegas, Phoenix, whatever. All right. From the water pumps, pumping out of water out of the Colorado River, there is a cardiovascular system of water that is way more complicated and detailed and complex than, than the already incredibly complex and detailed cardiovascular system you have in your body right now. Uh, Vegas is just way more. And there's always leaks, always leaks. I'll get up in the morning because uh, I'm still on central time, and I'll go get my coffee. And, um, and you'll, you'll go down the road, and sure enough, one of these little uh, plastic irrigation hoses was bent or moved or a rock got in the way or somebody took a shit on it and now it's spraying water into the into the street i'd I'd be really curious what percent waste of water there is in las vegas that just isn't hitting the freaking trees it's supposed to hit oh and then they got to be kept and groomed and maintained you drive through anthem or anthem anthem drive through anthem and you'll see uh all the groundskeepers uh trimming the trees and it's like what why don't you just have plastic have plastic you will save millions of dollars not having to groom that at all oh no we got to groom these real bushes and these real trees there's a a town called summerlin it's over on the other side atham look it up and um that's even more egregious <laughs> that's just that's where you find pine trees i'm like what in god's name are they doing watering this much i just like okay golf courses i understand because you know you gotta all right they make money uh but my god all these trees trees in vegas i uh not my cup of tea i know it makes it look very beautiful and very pretty i'm just it's just me think we could do better with plastic um so yeah that's about it um the captain closes on his house tomorrow I got to fly back tonight. I've only spent two nights in my new place because I had to get back out here. And I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. This is not a complaint. Um, It's just going to sound like I'm complaining. Uh, But this does not reflect poorly upon Mr. Pickett. But uh, Adam Pickett's in town. In in, in town, I mean Louisiana. He's in the States. And instead of hauling ass to either Australia or Europe, which neither place I really want to go to right now, um... What I close, and then I gotta fly out and visit him. Yeah, I gotta fly out. Uh, him and the great one are gonna be hanging out. Well, all three of us are gonna be. It's gonna be a good time. Um, but there's no rest. There was no rest. None whatsoever. And I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm worried more about stroking out. That's what I'm worried about is uh, I got my high cholesterol. I got to w- get that down. I, get, I have good cardio. I got a low heart rate. I, I, that, that's taken care of. But um, God damn it, man, do I miss the recession. Oh, do I miss the recession. There was no traffic. My favorite lakes I run around over in the Twin Cities, I don't even go there anymore because the, even in the middle of the daytime, the traffic is too bad. It just gets my blood pressure up. Gets me angry, puts me in a bad mood, and I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Just not even going to deal with it. Um, money is good. You know, we're making money at Asshole Consulting. Well, thank you all for that, by the way. But, you know, then you got to spend time on it. It takes time. Then if you want to hit the gym, and then if you want to write a book, then if you want to write a blog post, just was not enough time. Not enough time. And even having the good men and women write for me over at Cappy, um, uh, I still crashed. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what I'm saying is going forward, there won't be as much content production as I normally do. Although, who knows? Maybe, you know, once I get settled into the new place, that's all done. That part-time job is over. Um, what else is there? i got to build a house, but I don't actually build it myself. I just give them the money to go build it. Like, here's the money. Here's my life savings. Go build that. Okay, thank you. But then I got to find tenants for that. I guess it is all working towards retirement. I guess that's what it is. 
which most people don't. Most people never worked. How do you not figure out retirement? That was one thing I never understood. I guess humans are ultimately lazy. I understand the baby boomers are worthless. 1238. Yeah, I got plenty of time. But how do you not know retirement's not coming up? Oh, I give the standard spiel. I give the standard, you know, the 58-year-old woman whose kids finally moved out of the house, and now it's time to get serious about retirement. I still didn't understand where it's like, how the fuck did you think in five years you would work up enough money to retire for 20? Like, that's not complex math. This isn't calculus. This is like basic addition and subtraction. And then maybe if you really want to get creative, you do your exponential math. But I guess we keep seeing articles about baby boomer um, uh, spinsters uh, who got their master's degree and and at 57 need to be bailed out because, well, when they graduated in 1998, the the balance was 40000 Now it's 80000 I don't know how the fuck that happened. I are so educated. I have a master's degree. And she's the victim. They're all the victim. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the millennials, not to go back to picking on millennials, but why not? It, the, how do I want to, let me make sure I make this analogy correct. The hypocrisy, each generation has their own hypocrisy. The baby boomers dared lecture the millennials and Gen Xers about being an adult and being responsible. But only 30% of them actually were responsible. Half of them got divorced, so go fuck yourself all right there, okay? That you have, okay? Then 70% don't have enough money saved up for retirement. You're like, go fuck yourself. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, no, you don't get to talk anymore. Shut the fuck up, and then hopefully someone comes visit you in a nursing home, maybe. And then the millennials, their hypocrisy is we are so smart. We are the greatest generation. And we, are so, we are so intelligent and independent-minded critical thinkers. And then they get screwed over and they're like, we weren't led right. Our parents lied to us. We had bad parents. We didn't know what. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were the smartest, most independent-minded, critical thinking generation. You shouldn't even need parents. You should have just came out of the, out of the birthing chamber, out of the embryo chamber, without a mother or a father, and because you are so smart, you're so educated by the state and the government, you know exactly what to do. You don't, you can't say that you, because that admits that you were duped, that you weren't critical thinkers, you were morons, which is what you were. But I don't know, I think millennials can do that, have their cake and eat it too thing. I'm the most independent-minded, generous, genius generation ever. I was lied to, I got duped, oh my God. The, the baby boomers didn't train us right. They lied to us. And no, no, I'm, I'm not. I, Gen X is not saintly. <laughs> Gen X is just old millennials. That's all they are. Again, ask the, ask the Gen Xers about having pacifiers in their mouths as full-grown adults. You ask them about that. You ask them about that. You ask them about Kurt Cobain. You ask them about listening to the doors. Did you be cool, man? Oh, and by the way, Gen Xers, how many of you have saved up enough for retirement? Are you on track for that? Oh, what do I want to do? It's a cloudy day. Oh, man. One thing, another thing, 2019, year of first things. Um, I will no longer be living in a basement. That's another, that's another first. I have been living in a basement. Uh, now, admittedly, the latest uh, over at the WBL, it was a walkout basement. Um, but I will, that's where I slept, showered, uh, chat, uh, even urinated at times. Uh, it was a basement. No, it's just an old basement. I mean, it did, it served its purpose. It served its purpose greatly. There was, a, there was a shitter, there was a shower, there was laundry, and there was a place to sleep. It was perfectly fine. But it's still a basement, so like millipedes, all oh, big ones. Oh my God! You think girls scream about uh, spiders? Woo! Wait till they see a millipede. <laughs> oh man, the GF does not like spiders. Holy cow! I made her kill a spider once. She almost cried. 
I'm like, all right, we're not having you kill spiders anymore. Matter of fact, if the world collapses and there's the economic collapse, you're probably not going to be really good for much of anything when it comes to killing people, are you? If you can't kill a spider, I think, well, maybe. That's kind of impersonal. Reach out and tap, uh, tap someone at 300 yards. Maybe she could do it. I don't know. Maybe she's okay with killing people, just not spiders. It's a little bit too up close and personal. But, um, yeah, first time I will be in a above ground. Bathroom, kitchen, living room, bedroom, all above ground. Um. It's so airtight, this apartment we're in, there's like no spiders, no insects. Um, and I got this mentality, like I'm in this mentality, like, oh, I got to spray for this. I got to do this. Like, wait a minute, this isn't your property. I am like middle-aged man now. I don't know if you guys remember that SNL skit back in the 80s. I'm middle-aged man. And uh, he knew all the cool things like, oh, you should really do this to protect your house from moisture and rotting wood. And, uh, you know, a good epoxy is a da 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 da. That's all right. A middle aged man. And uh, I know all these things I could, oh, I, I could do. Oh, wait. Yeah. Not only is that not my responsibility, but I get in trouble if I fix that because that's not my property. And so I kind of, it's kind of nice. Maybe, maybe I will have more free time. Maybe I will be chilled out and chillax. Maybe I'll just be like, oh, no, I'm going to sit here. Um, Financial Longevity, written by uh, Dantarius Owens. He is the only millennial to get out of debt in a year, and I still think that's the most hilarious plug uh, that he came up with. That is, that's brilliant. Basically, if you're a millennial you want to get out of debt, get his book. I mean, my books would help too because you wouldn't be in debt in the first place. But, you know, I, and you can't all be Aaron Clary. Not everybody. Not, I, no, I understand it. I understand it. Uh, RDK Legal. Check out our good buddy RDK Legal. Russell. Russell and his... What is his buddy's name? It looks like... Uh, it looks like a med. He's all a med. Watch his name Steve or something. He just happens to be of Saudi Arabian descent. <laughs> my, na- my name's Josh. I'm like eighth generation American. Oh, never mind Ali. Terribly sorry. It's <laughs> um, so if you're uh, in Chicago or Florida and uh, you're about to get married, contact him now. Don't contact him after. There's got to be a, mar- a market there. I'd imagine. Russell, if you're listening, let me know. There's got to be a market for like pre-marriage counseling. And I'm not talking the the church or the psychologist. I'm talking the lawyers. Like, hey, 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 okay. Hey. And having that conversation I had with uh, Rich Cooper and uh, Terrence Pop, that was more of an eye-opener than I thought it would be. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Um, there is just no godly reason to get married. None. None. For men, no, men or women, there's just no reason. If you got the state out of it, I think it's Anthony Johnson of the Red Man Group. Is he the one that got married but only at a church? He didn't get the license. It wasn't under the government and saved his ass down the road. Um, Boy, there's your solution right there, which is the solution I always had to, to uh, gay marriage. I'm like, what do you care if the government... You know, just just go get married. Well, I don't know why the government is a part of this this arrangement here. This is not a relationship between me, you, and the government. This is a relationship between two people that love each other, in theory. Why is the government part of this? Get the fuck out of here. Um. Anyway, so RDK Legal, check that out. Uh, I should have. Hang on. Here's the podcast. Finances, artwork, older brother. Is it here? Front invite list. Well, that's not it. Well, darn it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I got the older brother intro. What is that? Oh, here's the podcast. Here's the podcast list. Uh, wow, this is an old... I got Smollett. A Melanie Notkin. Single and childless. Nothing wrong with me. I could look her up. 
There's nothing wrong with being single and childless. I'm not going to disagree, but I'm going to look you up. Because the last name Notkin is unique. Oh, Pricey Baby texted. Hey, what's up, Pricey Baby? You guys all know Price. There's a real woman. It's a real woman. I'll tell you that. That's a real woman. Works in the oil fields. You know, that, that, that's, that's the... There are so few of her out there. Kids are good, too. Uh, what the hell was I looking up? Oh, yeah. Melanie Notkin. Is she going to be like an editorial writer for a no-name... You know, female reg. Canadian author. Born 1969, she's 50. Oh, she looks good for 59, or for 50. She looks real good, unless that's just like Photoshop. Hang on. Yeah, she ain't bad looking. Not bad looking, Melanie. I'll give it to you. It's true. You're you're pretty good looking. Oh, she did a TEDx talk. <clears throat> so I could be wrong about her. Because uh, usually if you're this good looking, you put effort into it. And she did. I'm not joking. She's, uh, well, I guess nobody's at the level of Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston is 50 years old. Uh, but uh, this gal, Melanie, I will tip my hat to her. The leading voice for adulthood and childless childless women. What are you loading up? Oh, she writes for the nation. Learn more about Generation Pank. Melanie Notkin is the founder of Savvy Auntie, a celebration of modern aunthood. A plat- multi-platform lifestyle brand for cool aunts, great aunts, godmothers, and all women who love kids. Melanie is the World- Wall Street Journal's best-selling author of Savvy Auntie, the ultimate guide for cool aunts, great aunts, godmothers, and all women who love kids. Otherhood. Oh, okay, she wrote Otherhood. Women, Modern women finding a new kind of happiness. Really? I, I have a hard time. Well, maybe she was... Maybe she was uh, that New York power broken type of chick and she could never find a guy that that, uh, satisfied her. About. Let's go to about. Uh, See more. Well, about. More about. Oh, here we go. Founder. Uncovered growing demographics of childless women and given them a voice. To celebrate modern aunthood, in 2008, she founded Savvy Auntie, the multi-platform lifestyle brand for cool aunts, great aunts. Come. Okay, all right, all right, we got it. I just want to know what she did. There's all this. This is what they do. They, they, they write everything they've ever published in. And then you see how sad this resume is because you've never heard. Euro Monitor International... Times Sunday style, oh, the New York Times Sunday style section. Shares of Otherhood. Ba, 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 ba. Expanding the savvy auntie plan. She's been doing it for 10 years. I guess she's hit menopause by now. I can't, I can't criticize her for wanting to be a cool aunt. I enjoy being a cool uncle. Uh, but I admitted up front that the desire to have children was beat out of me quite some time ago. Um, how many Twitter followers does she have? She probably have more than me, I guess. Must. Oh, yeah, 24,000. Auntie Up. The 11th Annual Auntie's Day, Sunday, July 28th, 2019. Why women are staying single and not having kids. Uh, wants nothing to change about otherhood. From Fox News. Why? Because I, I'm going to assume because men are proposing and there's not enough good guys out there for you. The thought of childless single women over the age of 35 often covers, conjures up images of Carrie Bradshaw or Bridget D- Jones desperately looking for love. Author Melanie Notkin wants to change the conversation about women without kids. In her book, Otherhood, Notkin explores stories of women today, many who expected to be married and become parents but found themselves facing different circumstances. 
Fox News's Andrea Tantaro spoke to Notkin about childhood, otherhood, and the growing trend of women today living without children of their own. Watch the full interview. I, I don't. I, I have a hard time given the dedication men have to uh, pursuing women. I have a hard time believing she never had a quality guy. That's the, that's the thing. That what, what's more tireless than men chasing women? Tell me what, what more in the universe there is. What's a more powerful force? Gravity? Thermonuclear explosions on the sun? I guess, I guess there maybe. But... Uh, uh, chasing after broads, that's, uh, that's a pretty powerful force there. I was listening to, uh, yeah, a masculine geek, Rob. Rob! Hugh Dang! Hmm! Um, he was talking about how he was dating in the, in the 90s and the internet just didn't have the bandwidth, you know? I think he was dating through AOL. And, um, oh shit, where was I going with this? The, oh shit, she was talk oh damn it, I lost my thought. What was I gonna talk about? I knew what I was gonna talk about, I didn't know what the, the connection point was gonna be. Um He was talking about how Oh that's what it was. Uh, to show you the power of men. I always heard, you know, like because uh, the old cat that dropped out of dating before online dating really became a thing. And women, I guess, on Twitter or the Facebooks or the Instagrams get hundreds of responses every day. I'm like, really? Did they get hundreds of, really? Well, Rob dated a gal, and even back in like 94, 95, like the AOL dating thing, this gal had 200 email responses in a day. And she wasn't, she wasn't super hot either. She was good looking, but she wasn't like a 10 or nothing. And I'm, I'm like, Really? Out of all those applicants, you can't find a guy. I don't know. I guess they're training you. I guess I guess Cheryl Sandberg got you, girls. Training you that you don't need no man fish bicycle. No man's good enough. Oh, hang on. I'm going to get water. Hang on. Hang on. I got to go for a walk. 36 minutes in. One o'clock. Captain's got to go. Down. Oh. oh, maybe I'll take an Uber to the bus stop. No, it's a nice cool day. It's a nice cool day. I wish you could see my nieces. That's the problem is you fly out here at like 7 p.m., but it's a three-hour flight, then you add two hours. All of a sudden, it's midnight or 1 a.m. That's when I land. And my nieces, um, they're kind of near the airport. And so every once in a while, if I land early enough, then I could go see my nieces. And uh, But they're asleep. They'll be asleep by now. The little, the little two-year-old, almost three-year-old, is speaking English. And um, very informative. Very informative. If you need to know what's going on, you can talk to the youngest niece. She will tell you exactly what's going on. I am going upstairs. I'm like, Okay, Geronimo, you go do that. I'm going to play with this doll. Oh, oh okay. And she always fixes things. There, I fix it. I fix it. It's like, no, you just you just picked up your toy. That's why you didn't fix it. No, I fix it. I, I think her dad was fixing it. Ah, there, we fixed it. So I think anytime she touches something, I fix it. <laughs> oh, they're so fun. You can, oh God, how do you fuck up parenting? Don't tell me, oh, you got to deal with them. You know, you get to drop them off. And, well, yeah, but, you know, like, uh, is, it, is it that hard to spend time with the kids? They know when I'm pissed off. They obey me. I tell them no. I say, no, you're putting that there. If not, Uncle Aaron's going away. <sighs> but you just have to, I mean, and the, the, other, the other trick, let me, let me tell you how to funkle. I'll give you, I'll give you expert tips on how to funkle. 
I taught Chad everything he knows about women. TJ Martinell, I explained to him what's happening to his body. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you guys about funkling. I'm going to explain funkling. You do things that are illegal, okay? So I got the truck. We got the kid. They're happy just jumping around in the back of the truck. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. Cars aren't even in the ignis. They're just having a grand old time. They're sitting on the spare tire, getting all dirty because they didn't clean it out. They just love sitting in the Oh, but then when we drive, and the thing is, you, uh, there's a parking lot across from my niece's place. Uh, it's a big enough parking lot that you can kind of drive around a little bit, which is private property, so I can have them in the back of the truck. I don't know if I can or can't legally. I know you can't drive on the road, but I gotta, you got to break the law a little bit to get to that parking lot. So I drive like the, the no more than 20 feet of, of the road to get to that parking lot. And, uh, oh, man, they're riding in the back. You think you took them to the great America. You think that they, they had never, oh, that's so easy. Big boxes, you know, after packing stuff, you got these big boxes. Here, let's make a fort. Oh, my God. Look, Aaron grabbed a box-cutting knife. He cut three lengths here, and he just it's open. It's a window now in your fort. Pillow forts, cardboard forts. It's, oh, the kids can outlast you. I don't know. Those kids kind of run around a lot bit, and then they're ready to go in after about an hour. I'm like, you guys ready for it? Yeah, and then they then they zonk right out on the couch. Zonk right out on the couch. Get to pick them up, hang them upside down. They giggle and laugh. <laughs> oh, then they want to be picked up. And, oh, yeah, do it again. Throw me on the couch. Like, oh, my God. You want to get a workout, just start slinging around. What is, what is Lucifer weigh now? She's five. God, she's got to be about... 40 pounds, 50 pounds. It's great when they're two. They're, they're okay being upside down. They're not freaked out. One, they're, they're, not, they're not there yet. But two, they're ready. You could, you could throw them around. Five, there's some weight that comes with a five-year-old. Like, oh, dang, I really got to put my back into this. Carry me. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Carry your sister. Oh. All right. Um. Oh, hang on. Let me check. By the way, thanks for all the Patreon uh, donors. I had a, a slew of them come in. Alejandro is uh, one that comes to mind. I, I remember I got the notification. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Although now I know why, because it's Mary Jo posting some bikini shots, and that's why you guys... And I'm, I'm fine with this game. We can play this game all the time. Mary Jo has been kind enough to provide another picture, and it's a, it's a, wooz, it's a, a doozy. It's a... Whoa, hang on. Okay, good Christ. Wow. Um, maybe I am not going to post that one. It's cute. But um, we'll see. Uh, but there's one uh, that is just the classic uh, Rita Hayworth pinup style. Um, did she have this photoshopped or something? kind of... She doesn't have blue eyes. Huh? Mary Jo, you ain't got blue eyes. Why are your eyes blue here? Do you have this edited? Well, no one's going to complain about it. Um, yeah, no one's definitely going to complain about that one. That one I'm going to put up on the... Um, I think I'm going to charge a little bit more for that one. Uh, I got to see if she wants me to even upload this one. I don't think she does. Uh, but I did want to thank all you guys for donating to Patreon. I'm going to try and get... Um, more Mary Jo to give us these classic pinups because once again I believe that female beauty is the number one thing in life and it's what inspires us troops and uh, I for one am sick and tired of not getting any uh, you know Rita Hayworth uh, circa 1944 pinup style so uh, Mary Jo has been very kind and so if you go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary and you join up not only do you get access to Sanity is the Future of Wealth, my best post ever that none of you care about, but you'll actually get some pictures of uh, Mary Jo. Uh, sultry isn't the word. Beautiful is the word. Um, just hot. I don't know about this one, though. I don't. You guys are all like, oh, you got to upload that one. You're not, ah, no, because if you upload porn, then Patreon will kick your ass off. This one's acceptable. This one I don't know about. I got to... I got to think that one through look at me being all freaking 
Dudley do right. Oh, that's that's too that's too gritty. That's too sexy. <laughs> and if you want to pose, source some pinups as well, ladies. And you're a fan of the show, send them on in. We'll put them up on Patreon. And I do pay people. I do. When people come in, like Chad Elkins, uh, when we do the Elkins Hour, I give him his cut of uh, of super chats. Uh, when I have people do asshole consulting, I pay them not a lot, but I pay them a little bit for their time. Um, and then I do pay Mary Jo, uh, which is, I haven't got that much money yet, but, uh, I will pay her. And, uh, yeah, so if any of you gals want to help out the old captain, you will get a couple bucks thrown your way. Uh, who's this? Oh, this is Jenea, our buddy in Denver. She kind of floats in and out. You ever have one of those people in your life, you kind of, they'll disappear for a year or two and they'll come back, hey, what's up? Like, where the hell have you been? Are you dead? No? All right. Things well? Okay. And then they go back into the ether. You never see them again. Then they come back. (sighs) All right. Um, It's time to pack up. Time to leave the Southern Command. Time to go and hop on the bus. (sighs) Sorry, it's been a downer. I'm sorry I meant kind of a, a down mood. I just, uh, I think I text myself too much. Text myself way too much. Um, I'll be happy when the house is built in the new Northern Command. This is all done, and I think I'm going to. I'm going to scale back. I think I'll. Um, also, been staying in more. That's another thing I've been doing. I used to like feel compelled to go out, and traffic has gotten so bad because the economy is so good. Among the other things that Minnesotans can't try for shit. Both the new immigrants and the pussy white people in the suburbs who just... Okay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I had a question about this. Go back to the 80s. All right, let us all... All of us Gen Xers, let's all go back to the 80s. This is a question for the black gentlemen out there. Uh, are black youth even badass anymore? Dead, deadly serious question because I remember... Oh, man, Compton. Oh, South Central LA. Oh, I, I think now it's taken over by East Indians. I don't know. There was this reputation that if you were in a city, you were pretty badass. You had to fight. You didn't have money. Didn't have stability. Gangs were the supplements to absentee fathers. I get it. Uh, now, not, not that I'm taking a poll or nothing, but when I see uh, young black males, uh, not adult, like, say, uh, adolescent and old, you know, between, uh, say, the fifth and... 12th grade. Uh, there's a lot of Urkel-looking motherfuckers. And um, I, I I don't know. What, I don't know. I mean, okay, well, I guess Urkel would go and become a nuclear engineer. But what happened to the masculinity? What happened to the badassness? Like, is MX-13, are the Latinos still getting tattooed? Really, I'm, I'm being deadly serious. Or is it like, I remember one time when we were badass, everybody was listening to like Two Life Crew or Cypress Hill or something like that. All right, everybody. But I'm looking around, and there's way, the soy is not relegated to the, the prissy little white people driving their cars real slow in the suburbs, pissing Aaron off. I'm looking around, I'm like, what? And at least there was some kind of respect. There was a badassery that came from being in the ghetto. Is that even a thing? Are people getting in fights anymore? Is, is it badass or is it just there's been so many female teachers and we just pamper each other's ass now that every young man today is soy and ain't nobody getting in fights no more. I'm not saying we should shoot people or we should go back to the Bloods and the Crips. That was the big, big, but I want to, I would love, I would love, God, they just don't live that long. Love to have somebody who's like older, who was in the Bloods and the Crips back in the 80s and the 90s, come out of it as an adult and say, well, what the fuck's going on? Oh man, you wouldn't believe it. No, they 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 they, uh, they just play video games all day. There's no there's no hustle. There's no there's no drug dealing. It's kind of sad. I I don't know. Is is that what's happening now? I I just because uh, there's a school I drive past and uh, a fair amount of of non-white kids, and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, what is with those noodly fucking? Do you have any bones in your body? What are you doing? What are you wearing? What the fuck? They all look like, uh, what is it, Richard Ayode Moss from, um, uh, uh, 
what was the TV show? My favorite TV show ever. Just marginally beats out uh, Hogan's Heroes. Uh, uh, Black Books. No, no, Black Books is my favorite movie. This is uh, very close. Same directors. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm disabled. Um, come on, IT crowd. That's what I'm. Si- that's what I'm seeing. They all look like uh, Moss from IT crowd. And you think, oh yeah, well you don't want you don't want gangbangers and and ghetto thugs, and it, it's kind of like I don't know. There was some respect, there was some masculinity in that, and now I'm I'm just seeing Moss from IT crowd all the time. That's what I'm wondering. All right, that's it. Cappy's got to pack up. Um, if you would uh, go to olderbrother.com/slash/donate if you want to help out the show financially, you can make donations on Patreon. You can uh, which confers upon you the benefits of seeing pinups of Mary Jo uh, and that boring article that I wrote that no one really cares about. Uh, you can make donations on PayPal. You get nothing for that. But more importantly, if you would, because it's not going to cost you anything more, do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. The link is there at olderbrother.com slash donate. Um, yeah, all you do is you go there first, you click on it, and you, and you shop, and I, 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 get my, I get my shekels. Uh, if you would please kindly buy the books, uh, June is coming up. That's Worthless Degree Awareness Month. And if you have a uh, young man or woman uh, in your life uh, graduating, you care about them, a great graduation gift is Worthless, the Young Person's Indip- Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. There are other books that will also help out your high school graduate. That would be Reconnaissance Man, Bachelor Pad Economics. It would help out women too, but I don't think women are going to read uh, about truth and reality just some Oprah's latest book. Because vagina should pay everything. Yay. Um Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's a good book too. Um That's about it. That's all I got. Alright. Uh get here, get there. It's time to catch a bus. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.